Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, your LAFC gateway drug and the only LAFC podcast that demands you write our name in all caps. I'm Travis Helwig. And I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our preview of two upcoming LAFC MLS matches. First against St. Louis City on Wednesday, July 12th at 7.30 p.m. at BMO Stadium, followed by Minnesota United FC on Saturday, July 15th at 5.30 p.m. At Alliance Field. You know what we always say? If the sponsor can't be a bank, at least make it a financial services provider. Mm-hmm. You can watch both games on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus, and we'll be live streaming our post game call in show 10 minutes after the final whistle of both matches at youtube.com slash at happyfoot sadfoot. Subscribe now, get notified when, when we go live. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help us keep making it, become a friend of the foot by clicking on the Patreon link in the show notes or pick up some half Sappho merch by going to happyfootsadfootpod.com. Later in the show, I'll chat with the Woj of MLS, Tom Bogert of The Athletic, Tommy Scoops, as he's known. And as always, we'll talk about all the storylines of the match and we'll make some bets. But first, crack open a drink. And listen to us bullshit or press that skip ahead by 45 seconds button. It's time for listener mandated banter. Darren, how you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Let's see. We just I think we were both just watching that Gold Cup match. Oh, yeah. It's Sunday night right now. We just watched Matt Turner win the penalty kick matchup. Penalty kick matchup. Is that a thing (laughs) against Canada? You know, part of the Gold Cup is instead of a full match, they decided to do an exhibition additional goalie wars. <laughs> they call it PK's goalie wars in CONCACAF. <laughs> do you remember goalie wars, what I'm talking about? When in the an I, early MLS where the goalies would throw the balls at each other's nets and see if they could stop it? 
No. They brought it back that a was year like, or two ago. Google Goal Wars. Yeah, it's fucking wild. That sounds fun. It's just that like two awesome. goals close to each other, and they're trying to throw the ball in past the other goalie. And that was like accounted for something? It was just – it's the All-Star game. It was like during the All-Star game. Oh, cool. Maybe that's yeah. – is that – they be brought like it back either last year or the year before. We have a skills competition. And they brought back Goalie Rose, I think, last year. My speech impediment just came out. Goalie Roars. Goalie Wars. <laughs> goalie Wars. Goalies be whack. Go- <laughs> goalie. Goalkeeper. Darren, well, how you doing? That's my Boston he- accent. I, it's, a wild, it's a wild thing to go from like an exciting win in PKs to like immediately having to watch Alexi Lawless talk. You know, I feel like <laughs> we set up this podcast with an explicit goal of Alexi Lawless wanting to fight us, but Apple TV has been so good that we haven't had to think about Alexi Lawless. I know. Um, and that's when you're not thinking about Alexi Lawless, I get worried. Cause I'm like, what is he planning? Is he going to storm like the Capitol the again? Yeah. <laughs> what, how many, <laughs> what is he going to like run for Senate somewhere? Doesn't he feel like at some point in his life, oh he's going to be like, he definitely seems like someone yeah. who's going to try to run for Senate. Yeah. That's so he's going to be like the, well, the Tommy Tuberville or uh, of, uh, of soccer. <laughs> well, now he's got Landon Donovan as a little like sidekick thing going on with like the yeah. same sort of hot takes. They're just both deeply uncharismatic. And Alexi Lalas has like the confidence of someone who thinks they're charismatic, but none of the yeah. charisma. You know, like he yeah. talks as if he's really interesting. <laughs> that is what it is. But his band is like great. Someone, we love someone his band. At a party. I was going to say, it's like someone at a party who's like talking as if everyone knows they're the life of the party and they're like the coolest one in the room. Yeah. And then it turns I'm out the- they're also the person who takes out a guitar and is like the guy with the guitar <laughs> at the party. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's definitely we all know yeah. you're this guy <laughs> it's it's like the guy who is in your friend group and you all tolerate him because he's got a nice like pool but he <laughs> thinks you tolerate him because he's really fun to be around and you can't tell him he sucks because he has a he's really just, nice pool he you hosts use. all the hangouts <laughs> yeah, his parents don't care if you drink in the basement because they suck yeah, his dad has like a, a poker specific table yeah <laughs> And the dad definitely like flirts with all of the fourteen-year-old girls. <laughs> That's Alexi Lawless. That's what we're saying, Alexi. Yeah. <laughs> Alexi Lawless is the son of that man. Is what we're saying. <laughs> all right, let's start That's the show. Funny. We defamed a man enough. We were joking. This is all a joke. We're just joking. This Apologies to both Alexi and Mister Lawless, his father, <laughs> and Alex Lee's. <laughs> Alexi's father. Well, are we going to do an actual show? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're more than halfway through the season now, and whether you're a casual like me, an obsessed psycho like Travis, or being dragged to your first match by a friend like either of us, there's now a lot to navigate to understand what the hell is going on with this team. And look, I care about all this stuff, but who has the time to consider not only how good these teams really are, but also scheduling issues, personnel issues, front office issues, matchups, coaching, whose kit sponsor is more embarrassing? <laughs> not me. I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the show before, but I actually have a lot going on outside of my LAFC fandom. I have a full-time job, and at home I have a wife and a dog, and a full starting 11 of children. Not to mention other interests, believe it or not. But Travis has no interest in any of that. So luckily, he has all the time in the world to throw on the new Taylor Swift on repeat, smoke a bunch of meth, and 
Get to the bottom of all the important details beneath the surface of every match and then report back to all of us each week in a segment we call Storylines. Wow. Oh, wow. I don't know. I think we both have a lot going on in our lives. And I just want to say that we're both (laughs) equally. We both do a lot of really interesting, cool stuff. And just Uh because uh I also like LAFC doesn't mean I don't have a lot going on in my life, Darren. Are we going to say what those are for? (laughs) No, we don't need to get into it. The... (laughs) These are the tw- <laughs> my 2013 daytime Emmy that I I won three of while working at the Ellen DeGeneres Show, a show that we all agree still holds up. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go put these away and then start the show. And if you've heard anything bad about Ellen, there's it seemed like he left in the middle of a sentence. I'm trying to think of what I've heard about Ellen. Actually, a lot. I've heard a lot of. I've heard a lot of bad things. I'm trying to think of if any of them might be true. Um, okay. And if you're curious how I feel about my time at the Ellen Show, those are both in my basement bathroom being used as toilet paper holders. Let's start the show, Darren. <laughs> Darren, I have to ask you a question. Okay. I've heard of the concept from ancient texts and 2022 YouTube highlights, but I do not know the feeling as my own. What is this joy? How does one feel good, Darren? When was the last time you felt joy? <laughs> oh, uh, oof. let's see. Um, uh, the first couple games of the season went pretty well. Yeah, nothing with your kids, though, since... <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Um, first couple games. First couple games of the season. Let's see. Nope, no, nothing that comes to mind. <laughs> As of this week, Darren, LAFC somehow miraculously sits third in the West, tied with Real Salt Lake behind Seattle and St. Louis. And despite how bad we've been lately, I want to start us off with some good news. And that's our first storyline of the week, which is... Wait, is this real? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. The first storyline of the week is this, Darren. We made it, baby. It is officially the last week of our nightmare schedule clusterfuck. Fucking light the fireworks now. This is when we need the fireworks. We did it, baby. Anyone who's been following the team knows we have spent the last two months going insane, playing two games almost every week. We've played like 30% more soccer than everyone else in the league in the same amount of time. And that has meant insane fatigue, a plethora of injuries, and me and you doing more episodes of this fucking podcast than we ever imagined we would do. Since we started the MLS season, LAFC has played a total of 31 games. There are 34 games in an MLS season. St. Louis City, who we play on Wednesday, has played a total of 21 games. That's a minimum of 900 extra minutes we've played on the season, Darren, with a roster (laughs) built with the same exact rules. 900 extra minutes, Darren. That's insane. And that's how many games St. Louis has played in team history. Yes. We've played 
We've played 10 more games this season than they've played in the entire history of their team. That extra play time means way less recovery time. And on top of that, all of that travel, including games in Canada, Costa Rica, Mexico, not to mention the faraway land of Chester, Pennsylvania. We have complained and we have whined and we have struggled mightily to secure any points over the last two months. And I'm happy to say that one week from this weekend, it will be all over. After Saturday's match in Minnesota, Darren, we have at minimum 17 days off in a row. The rest of the league will be playing group stages of the League's Cup, and we'll be in Cabo sipping pina coladas and watching highlights of Mbappe, who I'm sure we will have signed by then to a DP slot. I'm sure John Thorrington's working on it. Okay. Darren, if you had two weeks off from all your responsibilities, what would you do with your time? Oh, from all my responsibilities? Yeah, you don't have kids either. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably like catch up on emails finally. You know, <laughs> fix up some things around the house. Just like clean. Uh, get some sleep. sleep. Half hour later than normal. <laughs> honestly, yeah, my dream, honestly, my real actual dream for like if I could do anything is to just like – live a version of my same life, but like without constraints, just like do the stuff I don't get a chance to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, can I come over and help? Yeah, <laughs> See, that'd be great. We could hang out. I can hang out with friends, get some writing done. I mean, that's a vacation to me. Yeah. Uh, the idea of an actual like travel vacation, I, that's like, yeah, I, that's more stress. I don't want to travel. Then you travel back. <laughs> and that experience yeah. cancels out the entire trip. What are you doing? I don't know. Your your world is expanded, Darren. You see you you understand more people. You understand more of the planet you live on. Oh, you just want to yeah. dust your books off. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of <laughs> but, books behind me. I haven't yeah, read any of dusty. these. <laughs> but before I think I've read yeah, these books? Yeah, I bet you read like one of one of them's like an improv book. I've read, um, yeah, but, I've read too many of these books actually. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to that glorious reset we've all been pining for, come Saturday or Sunday, whenever I said it was, we have two games in front of us, and we desperately need to stop the bleeding that we've been bleeding. We need to stop the bleeding we've been bleeding. I mean, it works. I think in the last two months, and there's only one way that we could get that done, Darren. And that's remembering how to finish, which brings us to our second storyline of the week, which is this. Will Denny Bowanga get his groove back? I will never turn my back on Denny Bowanga. He is our best player. He is our most attractive player. No questions asked. But For early sure. in the season, Bowanga looked unstoppable, scoring multiple hat tricks and absolutely decimating defenses from open play. But since the Champions League final and maybe even a little bit before that, he has looked well... Bukish, meaning, meaning, <laughs> meaning, still attractive, but unable to finish. Uh, he's, he's, been, he's been second guessing his touches and chooses to dribble into impossible shooting angles instead of passing it to players he doesn't trust to finish. You can almost see his brain working when he sees Buke and Ordaz open across the goal and he asks himself, 
What's the smarter play? Trust myself to score a difficult shot or trust a nervy child to tap in my pass. And defenses have also learned his game, knowing he'd rather try to beat them one-on-one than pass. So they overcommit two defenders and he's losing the ball on all those cool dribble plays he used to be able to execute. He's scored a few goals recently, but I don't think I'm crazy to say the magic has worn off a little bit for Denny Buwanga. I don't even really see him in the MVP race anymore. Darren, how do you feel about Denny Buwanga? I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think the more that we're able to show that the everyone else up front is a threat worth paying attention to, the less the defenses are going to completely crash on i mean he's getting triple teamed yeah he can dribble through three guys like he can dribble through three guys and that's insane but like that's not going to put him at a good angle for a shot that's not going to get him a good shot off it's going to have result in what we're seeing and then you know buke magically dribbles through two guys and sets up a great shot but then for some reason doesn't bang it home. So they're just like, well, I guess we don't have to pay attention to him. I agree with your take on Denny Buwanga, Darren. And speaking of players who used to My be My take better, is to, uh, just to agree with your take. <laughs> speaking of players who used to be better, our third storyline of the week is this. What the fuck happened to Mama Do Fall? On Saturday, our savior of the back line, who spent the last two years in Spain, Mama Do Fall, returned from loan and played a game that was honestly... Some of the worst defending we've seen in a long time. He got crossed over twice, fully fell down maybe four times. He looked like Bambi when she slides across the ice. You know what I'm talking about? When Bambi oh slides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not fully to blame for the goals that San Jose scored. His poor one-on-one defending on Espinosa was definitely a factor in how rough we looked, especially in the first half. Conversely, though, he actually looked better on the offensive end, distributing the ball with some real intelligence and almost stealing a header that was just wide late in that game. Fall Mm -hmm. was not without his faults when he played for us in the past, but most of us remembered him, I mean me, as a fantastic defender, especially who was easy to trust next to Murillo. But on his own on Saturday, he looked a little like a false prophet, a guy we put way too much faith into as a potential savior because our back line has been so injured. But that should be clear over the next two games when I imagine we finally pair him with Chiellini in the center and move Maldonado back to the wing. And then we let Hollingshead go do therapy or whatever he's got to do to figure out what the fuck he's been doing. Um, <laughs> Darren, do you have faith that Fall's fall was a fluke or was it more of a permanent puke? Ooh, you should Beautiful write poetry. The- yeah, you should write the TIFOs for San Jose's <laughs> ultras. Uh, I wrote, I literally wrote, wow, beautiful poetry. What am I, a San Jose ultra? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are one person now. We are. Uh, <laughs> there is a limited number of jokes to make in the world. Darren, what do you? how are you feeling about fall? Um, I am willing to give him a, a grace period. I think you can have some rust coming back. I think... We knew when we were setting expectations and hopes for him that those were inflated, even before the game. And I think the landscaping was insane. Like, I don't know what the hell's gone happened to the grass at BMO, but I think he was slipping because it's terrible terrain. <laughs> so yeah. I'm willing to like let those excuses be factors, along with the other also totally valid things going on and see what happens next game. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I It was promising how good he seemed offensively. Like, I, I, I like seeing 
him being aggressive on those 50-50 balls in a way that our defenders aren't always. It's nice to see that element being there with Keelini off. Because uh, yeah. I, I mean, like it'll can be kind of count on his his height, Keelini's height, accomplishing and yeah, that. You have to also like. Uh, after this week, we have 17 ga- days off, and we have to imagine that Mario might be. I, what was Mario's injury again? Was it like se- it Lower wasn't extremity? Season I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Palencia is the one with the really bad injury. I think Mario should be back before this end of the season. But like Aaron Long is off with the U.S. team. Chiellini is a hundred years old. Mario should be back soon. Like having those guys to fuck around with will make fall a better defender. Plus Maldonado has been right. great. Plus Palacios has been good. Ryan Hollingshead, mm-hmm. we don't need to talk about, <laughs> but like oh. it, it like Ryan Hollingshead needs the rest more than anyone on the team. Like he is playing. I just have well, a hard time see. wrapping my head around the, the idea that he has issues that can't be solved with a different choice for his facial hair. Yeah. It used to be like, like um, it used to be like, oh, just shave the mustache and you're good, and it worked. And like, oh, bring the mustache back and you're good, right? Like, oh, it's a whole new player now. He's great. I felt as <laughs> if when he grew the mustache, it was like a Pokemon evolving. It's developing new abilities. It's like it like something yeah. changes, and that seems to no longer be the case. They figured out that he's a water type, and they've been throwing grass at him. But we'll see how Fall does next game. Ho- hopefully, with Chiellini next to him. And the next game brings us to our final storyline of the week, which is this. Minnesota is a game we should win, and St. Louis is a game we have to win. St. Louis, as we've said in the past, insists on being called St. Louis City in all caps. City. Which is not something that makes sense to anyone besides whatever overpriced marketing firm told them to do that. St. Louis City is the first in the West with 12 wins, the most of any team in the conference. They've only had two draws and seven losses. This is their first season in the league, and most people assumed their great run of play was a coincidence, but they continue to play great soccer, even with some of their best players missing, which means they are the real deal. They've come down to earth a bit, but they remain five points ahead of us for first place, which means Wednesday's game could end up being very important in the final 10 games of the regular season, 10 or 13, I think we have 13 games left in the regular season. They've had some injury problems recently with two designated players on the injured list, Brazilian striker Klaus, who looked unstoppable at the the beginning of the year. Defenders kept accidentally passing him the ball and he would score. And it was very funny. There was like four games at the beginning of the season where the defender would just pass the ball to him. And he would, it really looked like the MLS was like, we have to make St. Louis good at the beginning of the season. And he is joined on the injured list with Edward Lowen from Germany. I, I'm sure it's like Lowen or something like that, but yeah, he's finally Lufen. training again. Yeah, <laughs> but Lowen is finally training again, and he might be back on Wednesday. We'll see. We don't know. But despite missing those guys, they've still won their last three games, including against San Jose, who I don't know if you remember, Darren. We couldn't beat with a man down. So that's something to consider about St. Louis City. <laughs> I don't recall. Nope. As then, I said before, I have the Eternal Sunshine procedure done. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. very frequent this season. <laughs> then after that out. game on Wednesday, we travel to Minnesota on Saturday to face Minnesota United, a team whose crest I always love to look at. Darren, who's your favorite crest in the league? Ooh, probably Galaxy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Darren, um, you're fired. <laughs> Fuck. Vince is available. <laughs> oh I can't god. wait to tell Vince the storylines. <laughs> oh my god, this show would be so much better with him instead of me. Why Fuck. doesn't he just tell us the storyline? <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Uh, well, this is this is a weird feeling. Uh, <laughs> okay, crest. Minnesota does have a great crest. I love that it's kind of like open. Yeah. And the bird is both beautiful and a little scary. It reminds me of the Denver airport horse. Yeah, it's got it, like you could tie a nice little conspiracy theory to it if you wanted to. <laughs> I'm sure there's <laughs> someone who thinks the Minnesota United crest is demonic. There's someone out there who thinks that. Yeah, ours, we have a nice little wing on uh, the LAFC logo that falls just short of like striking enough to be demonic or, or conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know, Sporting KC has a nice classic crest. I think, but it is a little bit like sporting Casey racing team. <laughs> the the reason I don't like, I don't have it in front of me, but the reason I don't like sporting Kansas city is it like, it like bulbs out and it says Kansas city on the top in a way that seems like they made a logo and then they like bulbed it in a weird way. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. You're totally right. FC Cincinnati has a great crest. I think. Yeah. You know what? I think um, my favorite is outside of Minnesota and ours is maybe the New York City FC one because it's the old subway token. And there's something cool about using oh, a part cool, of, yeah. of New York history. And but like I know everyone's mad that all the logos are circles or whatever, but that one I think works because it's the subway token logo. I think it's a cool thing to incorporate in the same way that we incorporated weird feet in our logo. <laughs> Darren, yeah. Minnesota is in 11th place in the West with a record of six wins, six draws, and eight losses. They're coming off two games with a score of four to one, one that they won against Portland and one that they lost against Austin. Minnesota's leading scorer is a South African player with a name I should truly not even try to pronounce, but here goes Bongo Hookley Louis Angwane. Good luck, and Dave Denholm. <laughs> Bonga Hookley, Louis Angwane. Dave Denholm, have fun. You're going to do a great job. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I, he must just have, he just studies, I guess. I mean, it, it's on the, that's what I got from the MLS website, but that's not helpful. It's not like a, a helpful pronunciation, no. especially if you have to say it fast. Minnesota hasn't looked dangerous, but they just signed a DP striker from the UK Championship. 33-year-old Finnish player Timu Pucky or Timu Puki. I don't know how to say it who the club is calling the biggest signing in team history. He most recently played five years with Norwich City, where he scored 87 goals in those five years. So he might five get years time. Yeah, against us. 87. That's like, that's a lot of goals like there. All the goals scored in that league for those years. So we're staring down a week that feels a bit like a relief to stare down. Two games that we really need points from, followed by 18 or 17 straight days of much-needed rests. On top of that, there's a transfer window wide open in front of us, which will hopefully be filled by a beautiful striker. But for the time being, our long national nightmare is almost over. All we have to do is turn it around this week, take a few weeks off, and then win every single game we play for the rest of the season. Those are the storylines for this week's game. When we come back, I talk to Tom Bogert from The Athletic. He's a staff writer at The Athletic, and you've seen him on MLS Season Pass. Please welcome to the show, the Woj of MLS, Tommy Scoops himself, Tom Bogert. Tom, thanks so much for being here. 
Travis, thanks for having me. Thanks for the kind intro. I do like I do like the Woj as the comparison. I've gotten the Woj, Schefter, or Fabrizio Romano, but Woj is like the shortest name, so I think you know keeps him with Shams. I guess would be closer to. Yeah, I'm a big NBA fan, so so that'll do it for me. Yeah, Toj, you should go by T O J. That'd be a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to ask you some questions about the transfer window and LAFC, but I have a question that I've wondered for a long time about journalists who report on transfers and trades in any sport. When you get that information or you see those rumors out there, or even like, I don't know, there's like plenty of Twitter journalists who I don't know if they're real journalists or not, but they like to report on leaks or whatever. Um, uh, I haven't, I haven't uh, seen any of that. That doesn't bother me all the time when people put out shit information. <laughs> but where, I mean, my question is, where is that information coming from normally? Obviously, you don't have to tell me who your sources are, <laughs> but is it like, you know, it, when Woj gets information, is it coming from agents? Is it coming from teams? Is it coming from the players themselves? And why is that information getting out there before it's official? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, yeah, I mean, I think a blanket easy way, and it's, it'll sound like a cop-out, but you really well and truly have to talk to everyone so you don't end up like one of those dopes on Twitter who runs <laughs> one source. And it's very clear that it's either, you know, there's two sides to most stories, and, and that's what I do like, you know, the transactional stuff, because that's it's a fact that either is or isn't. But a lot of the stuff you can get bad practices if you're just either only using one source or relying heavily on, on the version that one source gives you. Uh, and the way that you get the information is is just relationships, man. Like, if 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 I have someone that that talks to me a lot, people, I think my favorite part is when people like absolutely lock and key cannot say something. Like people that I'm good enough with won't lie to me, and I appreciate that a lot. But they'll just say, "Look, man, I just I can't. I'm sorry." Like you know, so for the most part, people will talk when they can, and that's from relationship building. And and you know, the cynical side, obviously. Um, people want to have their side of the story is fun or they want to explain why this move is so great and why my player is so awesome and you should talk about how awesome this is. But hey, here are the reasons why this is awesome. So there's the cynical side to it there, but it's, you know, I think for me, and again, maybe I'm just telling myself this to help me sleep at night. For me, it's more about <laughs> You're a demon. We all agree that when you, <laughs> when you tell us Gareth Bale's coming to LAFC, we're like, who's this motherfucker? Uh, I got you. that from LA. Uh, I would say uh, people at LAFC. <laughs> we're, we're not shy in telling me that. I think, how the, how the fuck did you get this? I think John, John uh, Thornton in, in a press conference, he deadpanned pretty good. and he, But it was it felt like a deadpan where I was like, oh, that felt like truth to that. Like I asked him a question on like after they announced it officially. And he's like, oh, Tom, the, like the leaker. And, then, and he's like, sorry, can you repeat your question? I was like, 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, LAFC recently has not been, what's the word? Good at soccer. And um, part of what gives us hope, usually as a fan base, is that John Thorrington, your good friend, is pretty good at recruiting and figuring out and like just surprising us with with the level of transfers that he's making and finding mm. and recruiting players that we have never heard of that then surprise <laughs> us besides Steve Buke. But what do you think? Why do you think LAFC has been so successful in recruiting and finding talent? And how do you think their approach varies from other teams? Or do you think it's just that we're in LA and people want to come here? That certainly helps. And, and LAFC has leveraged that. But there is a downside to that in that like in the club haven't given me any names, but have said, look, like we get proposals all the time about an agent reaching out about this air quote big name player. And we view every situation as what are the motivations here? And it's not, you know, before Bale and Chiellini, they had, I mean, Vela was obviously a very big name, but that was a, a no brainer in his prime Mexican international, all of this, like he can be a big name, but also it was a different stage of his career than say Chiellini, uh, Chiellini and Bale. So they were like, you know, we look at it and say, what is the motivation here? You know, both things can be true. It can be a player like Chiellini towards the end of his career, but why is he here? Why does he want to be? Is he still going to, you know, fight every day and, and, and give a shit for, I guess, lack of better phrases? So if they would give in, like, Blaze Matuidi to Inter Miami, which is awful. Gonzalo Higuain wasn't very good, and, like, he had a good last half of his last season. Congratulations. Raise the banner. You, <laughs> you performed uh, pretty well for six months or three months. Whatever the most important player in inter-Miami history. <laughs> and then like, you know, like Jaron Shakiri hasn't been very good for the Chicago Fire. So you can get these pitfalls by players being like, I want to be in L.A. And like you can just get, you know, attracted to, ooh, that's a name or maybe that'll sell. So for me, they, they've done a good job at picking and choosing those moments. Like they did go with Bale and they did go with Chiellini. And to different varying effects, they've been good. And those are no-brainers as well because they were TAM deals and not DP deals. And, and so who knows with the next names that come through. But their scouting network was set up very early and has been very good. Juan Pablo Angel is their scout in Colombia. And they've been so good at going to Colombia. They've been so good at going to Ecuador. I've been joking about the 2019 U20 World Cup because LAFC, I think if they could have signed 15 players from that tournament, they would have. And, <laughs> and they landed on a few really good ones. And, you know, Brian Rodriguez didn't quite work out. But, like, you know, they've been just really good. And every team will tell you you're not going to get every signing right. So it's about taking enough well-calculated swings that if you go four for five, like Andre Horta didn't work out for LAFC, but yeah. Vela did, Rossi did, and even just going two for three on your DPs, they were you know the best team I had seen ever in, in 2019 yeah. or whatever year that was. So they have been really good at diversifying and bouncing, and I disagree with not giving Chicho Rango a new contract and keeping him somehow, but yeah. they, to their credit, they've stuck at, we have a contract number for this player, and whatever it is, and we're not going to go over it. There are like transfer deals that they've looked into. They try to get Albert Lease. We will not go over this stuff, whatever it is. So they, they're pretty rigid in what they want. And sometimes it's annoying for players like Arango and Mahalo Poku. That's why both of those players aren't here anymore. But, you know, LAFC's trophy cabinet speaks for itself. Their, their transfer record speaks for itself. Like they've done much more good than bad in terms of the market. So having their own limitations within salary cap, has worked for them. And, and again, while I'm saying like I, I vehemently disagree with them letting Arango go, it's been much more good than that. Yeah, I think that the Arango of it all is the first time I think the fan base has been like, wait, hold on a second. Like, <laughs> we're cool with most of what you do, but this is a guy that isn't asking for that much money and is clearly one of the best scorers in the entire league. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it in the first 22 minutes of him playing now <laughs> at Real Salt Lake. And boy, is it going to hurt 
when he comes to Demo and scores at us because it's inevitable that he's going to score and we're going to have to figure out what to do in that situation. Um, Hopefully he doesn't celebrate. He's, he, I know he loves LA, so maybe. I don't think he will. I, I don't think six. he's too sweet. He's too sweet. So the player most of us have been thinking about heading into this transfer window has been Jose Cifuentes. There's been a lot of rumors swirling around Sifu for a while. It seemed as last week there were competing rumors that it's a done deal that the Rangers is eminent and then there was a, a news out of Scotland that it's fallen apart. What's the last you've heard about Sifu? And do you think that come autumn, he will be on LAFC? I haven't heard the, haven't seen the falling apart report rumor. So maybe I, I should, I should be even more careful than I normally am. Boring, but <laughs> I, I um, think it was one of those Twitter guys that we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so my understanding was a few days ago that talks had opened in earnest between LAFC and Rangers about immediate move. Cause again, he can leave as a free agent in the winter. So if LAFC were to get, a little bit of money, it wouldn't be that much. And Rangers don't have much money to begin with. And I don't know how much they're going to want to pay for a player that they can get for free in a few months, but we'll see. So the latest I've heard is that there are talks ongoing. We'll see. I'm, I'll say that I thought that LEFC were just going to hold on to him through the CONCACAF Champions League final and then say, okay, like if Rangers are going to pay up. But like, again, I think that the destination here is going to help, going to be what colors whether he leaves or not. Because again, Rangers are pretty notoriously frugal in, in recent years following administration. And, and you kind of understand why, like, I look at, you know, I, I view Jose Cifuentes as a better player than Christian Caceres, but at least a similar enough profile in age, international background, time in MLS is is Christian Caceres. And he signed for FC Toulouse in France. And the Red Bulls, from my reporting, got including add-ons. If the add-ons are hit, it'll be more than a million. So the base fee is probably a little bit less. And, like, it comes down to, if you're LEFC, do you, like, do you have a target ready to sign the next player? It doesn't make sense to say, what. Well, let's say it's a million, just, just for argument purposes. Is it more valuable to have that million fee if you're ready to sign a new player? Or is it, all right, like Jose, we'll keep you in the, in this very good team, a very good player and a very good team for the rest of the season to try to win another trophy? We'll see. I don't know. I'm sure that he wants to get his European adventure underway. This has been a long time coming, but yeah, nothing is done as far as I know. But, you know, I haven't talked to anybody today. Cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that brings us to, I think, the big question we're all asking, which is, you know, that million dollars and how far is it going to go or whatever? Because, you know, we've been LAFC's depth was talked a lot about the mm-hmm. first few months of the season. And now I talk about the depth in a much different way. It seemed a bit <laughs> like maybe the emperor has no clothes a little bit uh, <laughs> as we have been playing 13 and 14 year olds on our team for the last two months. Um, and and our, it seems like our scoring has sort of dissipated entirely. I think most fans really want us to sign a number nine. We have like Chicho Rango. Yeah, potentially someone like a really strong guy who just tap in the ball that everyone likes being around. Um, yeah, uh, what are you hearing in terms of the types of targets LAFC's? I mean, tell tell me what you can about what you're hearing about LAFC's strategy. Are they looking at a number nine the way that we want them to look at a number nine? And outside of that, how active do you think they'll be this transfer window? I think they'll be active because I think we'll go back to what we were talking about about this front office that. Even last year, I thought their team was really, really good heading into the summer, and they made a whole lot of big changes. And one of those changes ended up being Gareth Bale, who helped win MLS Cup Integral, and Danny Blanco, who's been the best player of the season. Yeah, it's funny to think back about Bale because if he didn't score that goal, the Bale experiment would have been a failure. We would have been talking about it in the same way you talked about all those other DPs. It's like, yeah, it was fun or whatever. But that one goal, now we're like, what an incredible signing by uh, John Thorington. 
<laughs> so yeah, like they've they've constantly been challenging that they're always kind of evolving the roster again, whether like we're joking whether they needed to or not. So I always expect them to be active just as a baseline expectation for this club because they seem to they value flexibility and trying to keep things fresh and keep things moving. I again, conventional wisdom would assume that they would go for a number nine. And maybe they will, but everything that we've seen this team do leads me to believe that it won't like necessarily be a nine. Like it won't be like this is the only kind of player that we're signing. They want to maximize their DP spots in any way possible. So they signed Brian. They spent a lot of money on Brian Rodriguez when they already had Vela and Rossi. So there was no easy fit between those three players to be on the field at the same time, and it worked out a little awkwardly. And Rodriguez left. They signed Danny Buanga after signing Gareth Bale. When and then they signed Christian Teo after signing Danny <laughs> Buanga as well. Like these are three left wingers and and it was like how the hell are they going to play like all this like they they went into this season and said screw it like we're good with you know Mahalo Poku as a false nine or Vela as a false nine or whatever so again I think that they probably should but everything that we know about the team is that they're going to try to find the best deal and, and the best the most impactful player again going back to the Denny Belonga signing I think it was the perfect perfect typification of this in that like they didn't necessarily need a winger and like look at him like he's been an insane incredible signing yeah well, before I let you go, I'm curious about the Messi deal. I know it's not finalized, but he's in Miami. There's murals yes. of him up. We can say it's finalized, right? Yeah. I mean, there there have been rumors for years, and there were lots of people like your your friend Fab in Europe who were throwing cold water on it for a long time. There were people in America saying it's definitely happening. When did you get a sense that it might actually happen and it wasn't just posturing. Was it a couple years ago? Was it recently? When did you get a sense that it was real? I knew that like the interest and stuff mutually was real years ago. You never knew when it was going to happen. I knew that Miami were pushing for this summer, you know, a year ago, like this has been a long, long time to work. I was personally extremely confident around the world cup going into the world cup. So when those reports were coming out about he's agreed to return to PSG, except they haven't agreed on years, money, or project, you know, <laughs> everything that you need to agree on. I was like, well, this makes no sense to me. And I was like, I'm not. But I didn't have the balls to kind of go out and say that. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my friend Mike Ryan did, thankfully. So he's, he's been taking his <laughs> for a while. I mean, um, he came out looking incredible. He looks yeah. like the smartest man on the planet. Yeah, he put all of his chips in. So that, that was good. But yeah, like that was all really peculiar and weird. That like, I don't know. I, everybody I was talking to, I would check in with Mike. You try not to check in with sources, particularly at a club like Miami or like LAFC, who are... <laughs> you know, linked with all these players all the time. So, you know, periodically it'd be like, you know, you see this other, this new PSG report. It's like, yeah, I mean, as far as we know, we're still talking. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like if, if he's agreed to go back to PSG, he hasn't told us and he hasn't acted like it. So that's when I was really confident. But again, like nothing was decided with Messi. Like it, like well and truly, as far as I know, like the decision came recently. The Barcelona stuff was really, really in play, but I always thought that he was going to end up in Miami because it made a lot of sense I did get concerned with the Saudi Arabian money because the money being offered to him is incomprehensible. Yeah, like, it's insane. <laughs> and then it was like, um, oh, Ronaldo did it and Benzema and Conte. It's like, oh my God, MLS and Miami can't compare with these feet. Like, fun. Like, you get it, yeah. man. I understand. So, very glad that that didn't happen. But that was the only time where I was like, oh crap. Like, maybe, like is he really going to go somewhere that's not Barcelona, that's not Miami? Come on. And then yeah. they did. Yeah. All right. Well, before I let you go, any names that you've heard attached to LAFC that haven't been reported that you want to just throw out there so I'll get excited? <laughs> I got nothing for you. I All right. Is there uh, any, any former Lionel Messi teammates I want to come? Yeah, exactly. You can DM me the name. I won't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> if people want to follow or support you, how can they do it? 
Twitter and the, the corpse of Twitter at Tom Bogart threads is what I'm also on. I don't know. We'll There's too many goddamn social media. It is so I'm weird to have to promote threads. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, follow me on threads, I guess. This is my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nobody's like juiced about it, but it's like, well, if Twitter dies tomorrow, I need to have something, right? Like, yeah, exactly. How am I going to live? <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for being here. When we come back, we're going to make some bets. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment we call Bet It and Forget It. Bet It and Forget It. Okay. Every week, Travis and I end the show with a bet for this week's games. We make an outlandish prediction for the week, something that almost definitely will not happen, but could. Each week, we both put up $5, and if no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. Eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might win a good chunk of change. Travis, neither of our bets cashed last week. As no, my is bet custom. was Ricky Poo's straight red, and instead Ricky Poo's straight beat us bad. <laughs> yes, our bets not cashing was just the tip of the iceberg of misfortune we witnessed together in person for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Our bet pool this week is now thirty dollars. A nice little, a nice meal, I'd say. Yeah, you can. Get, that's like it. you can go eat by yourself with thirty dollars. My bet. Last week was that LAFC fuck. My bet last week was that LAFC would be plus two in e- or more in each game for goal differential. Yeah, yeah, that's a rough one, man. Yeah, I'm like, hello, darkness, my old friend, playing in my head right now. Um, <laughs> I have a bet this week, Darren, that I'm very confident in. You're feeling pretty confident. I'm feeling very confident, Darren. Insane! Wow. And okay. my bet is this: despite the fact that most NBA players are in Las Vegas for Summer League. The Falcon on Wednesday at this week's game will be Lakers superstar D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Just, that's a I very just, like, specific I'll, I'll pick. pick a Laker. I was going to – well, okay. What if it's a Laker that's not Anthony Davis or LeBron James? How's that sound? Honestly, Initially, if you say an NBA player, it's still <laughs> – Pretty out, okay. out of the question. I don't think it. You'll give me an easy bet. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. definitely going to be an NBA bet. player. <laughs> yeah. yeah why I know would it be an NBA fact, player? I'll just DM the Falconer. That's the guy who books it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are your big, what are your biggest strengths? Well, I'd say taming and <laughs> taking care of Falcons and then like booking celebrity guests. <laughs> <laughs> I have really good relationships oh, wow. with, You're perfect. with sports agents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I have a, right, and, I have and a any NBA player is the Falconer. Darren, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Any NBA player. Yeah. I can't believe that you think that that's going to happen. <laughs> it's an easy bet. <laughs> easy bet. Okay. My bet is I'll say over the course of both games, we will have a goal over the course of both games from both Ordaz and Fall. Well, wait. So there, you're you're predicting over the course of the week. We will see a goal from Mamadou Fall and a goal from Nathan Ordaz. Yes. And you think that is more or less plausible than an NBA player being a Falconer? <laughs> I think it's pretty I think it's a pretty even match. It's pretty even? Okay. Yeah, well, that's our show. We shall see who wins this week. Darren, you just got you just got out of that like, oh no, they're gonna go to VAR. We better we better hurry up. <laughs> Let's keep going. Darren, bring us home. Oh boy. All right, that's our show. Just a reminder, we'll be streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle of both matches on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. 
talk to us in the chat, hang out. We'll post a link to join us live on the show if you want to join us on the show too, and we'll have a party. Thank you so much to The Athletic's Tom Bogert for joining the show. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. Along with YouTube, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and we think Facebook, and Threads. We're on Threads, threads, baby. We got (laughs) to have Threads. And if you made it this far into the episode, chances are you're enjoying the show. If that's true and you want to show your support, please consider becoming a friend of the foot for $5 a month at patreon.com slash happyfootsadfoot. You get a lot of extra benefits. You chat with us during the game. You get discount on all merch, which if you want to buy and you're not a friend of the foot, you can do as well by going to happyfootsadfootpod.com. You just can't get the friend of the foot merch or the scarf, which I think we have... 16 left of any support really goes a long way to keeping the show going and the community growing and it really means a lot how many of you have chosen to become a friend of the foot and i've gotten to meet many of you giving out scarves and it really is the, the light of my life darren it's the way that you have children i have friends of the foot i imagine well, the i also have friends the of the foot so who do you feel more love for your three I children or feel equal love towards my children and our yeah i feel equal love towards all of my children and everyone who's supporting the show i think of the friends of the foot as our children you know but like- i think i think it's fair to say that they probably favor you uh as the person your children and deliver no the friend <laughs> both my children and the friend of the foot. okay thank uh, you again for listening we'll see you on the youtube we'll see you at bmo we love you bye love you love you bye bye hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.